Hello everyone, welcome to the Careerverse. My name is Ayub. And I'm his co-host, Siddhant. And today we're joined with Elizabeth Shreem, who is our friend and also is in the same undergraduate program as, as us, which is MedSci at Western University. So, Elizabeth, or how we call her, Liz, introduce yourself to us. Hi guys, so um, I'm in MedSci, and I'm currently going to the Epi and Biostats module in third year. Um, I'm originally from Unionville, Markham, and I went to Unionville High School. And yeah, what other questions do you guys have for me today? All right, well, we'll start off with the most broad and vague one that we can as possible, and it's why did you try? Uh, why did you decide to choose this field or this program specifically? Hmm. Okay. Well, I had a really amazing teacher in high school in grade eleven, Miss Ogilvie. Shout out. And um, I think she wanted to become a doctor, but then she chose to teach science instead. Things didn't work out. But she was like re- super hard on us, and I loved like her lessons. And while I was in high school, I also worked at a camp with kids, and I realized I really love kids. And I really love my science classes. So I took all the mandatory science courses like bio and chem. And then I realized I really want to work in healthcare with kids. So that's like my main goal. Right. That's great. Were there any other career options that you were, you know, debating with that also dealt with similar kind of um, topics, science or kids, maybe separately on their own? Um, honestly, my parents were not supportive. They were like, med is going to take so long. Um, so my mom proposed me to go into Eng, like civil engineering, since she's a real estate agent and she thinks that that field was better for me. But I realized I honestly hated physics all high school. So I was like, maybe I should go to Con Ed. So I ended up applying to both science programs and Con Ed programs. Like I got into Queens and New York Con Ed. But I ended up choosing MedSci because... Give us your like total I, number. How many total programs you applied to? Like we need 14. That That's crazy. Like four, my, my mom had like no hope in me. She was like, just apply to any. So I was literally throwing random programs everywhere. Like Laurier, Biomed. I don't know. I got. Mm-hmm. I literally got two offers the next day I applied. Like early acceptance. That is, and I'm like, wow. That is crazy because I'm pretty sure it's Didn't you apply to like 14 programs, bro? Both like yeah. med and computer I, science? I, I, yeah, I applied to like 16 because I did not know what route I wanted to take mm-hmm. or my career till like acceptance time in grade 12. So I applied to science undergrads. So like med side, life size, I applied to health side undergrads, mm-hmm. which are more holistic. I even applied to computer science. Wow. And then just, just for the sake of it, I do not know why when random night, I'm like, you know what? Just in case I have a complete 360 tomorrow, I'll apply to Laurier BBA. I just chucked <laughs> the random application to them one night. But I don't know. It cost me so much money for no reason. That's, at least, program. Like, that's like at least like $700 down the drain road, just like I that. I know, man. It is a lot mm-hmm. of money. I ended up getting to every single one, except for Mac outside, like most of us at Western Med. <laughs> we all know the pain. But it's chill. I honestly really, yeah, I really love MedSci so far. At Western. Right. All right. Well, but, uh, I know that you got into Queens Health Side. So you, you, I remember you mentioned it to me before that that mm-hmm. was one of the programs that you were heavily debating with when yes. you chose Western Med Side. What made you pick one over the other? Okay. Well, I got into Queens, and like the I don't know why, but it was like the average was so high to get in. I don't think there was a sub app for it, right? So you applied too, right? 
Uh, um, I think there was a. It was the. Um, it was optional. I think it was optional. I don't think there was a mandatory yeah. supplementary. I think I did that because I had to do it for. Yeah. yeah, I think I had to complete that since I needed it for Con Ed anyways. Oh, also for Con Ed, you can either pick science or arts, and I picked the science route for Con Ed, so like teaching science in the future. Okay. But um, I literally visited Queens too, and I love it there so much. Like it's by the lake, and it's so pretty. But the campus is literally, it's way smaller than Western's, I think, when I went there. But the main reason why I chose Western was because my brother was at Western, and he really liked Western, and I visited Western way more. And every time I went, I was in love with, like, the campus, and I was actually helping him move in. And, like, the culture was great. Like, there's these, like, they're softs, but they were, like, hyping him up, and they're so energetic. I'm like, I love the campus culture. And my mom also liked that I wanted Western. So, you know, carpooling my brother and I at the same time. It was amazing. Yeah, and it's also closer to my house than Queens. I'll say this, bro. Yeah. I'll say this. I did not like Queens campus. The only thing that was good about it were like the two buildings okay. that were. No, there were only like two buildings that are on the lakefront, bro. Everything else is just like in the middle of the That's city. True. I did not like it. I like Western's campus yeah, much I, more. That's with a lot of a lot of universities, right? Like mm-hmm. UFT, UR, yeah. whether a I'm not a big fan of campuses that are integrated with the city. Yeah. So, like, you'd be at your class and then, you know, two blocks away, mm-hmm. you're at a 7-Eleven. Like, you know, Western has this, like, a super nice enclosed campus vibe. Like, we don't have, what? like, goddamn campus gates or anything, but it's mm-hmm. still, like, the moment you're on campus, like, you, know, you know, okay, you're I'm on campus. And another campus right? like yeah. that, bro, is uh, Okanagan campus for UBC. That campus is UBC. so beautiful, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's insane. Um, I have a cousin that's going there apparently, bro. Um, in a, in like two years apparently, that's her. Uh, uh, she has. I, I have no idea about that, but she told me that um, that's what she's aiming for. And I'll, and cool. she's like, yeah, she's seen the pictures. She's like, yeah, immediately, I'm I'm going there for sure. I'm like, yeah, bro, it's a beautiful campus. Immediately, yes. But mm-hmm. at Queens, you can literally kayak like within two minutes from your classes. Like my cousin and I were kayaking right by Queens, and it's so nice, and I love kayaking. Yeah, bro, just the water kayaking. everything's so pretty there imagine kayaking yeah. the classes every day bro that's a different level story you can tell <laughs> <to> the kids <laughs> all right well oh uh God. taking it back to um high school you said that you didn't really like physics right so you were like debating between like medical and like um engineering the whole time were there any other like yeah. programs that you were interested in or like options that you had that you chose in high school like any business or like anything like that I honestly, like, took a lot of, like, elect. I had a lot of electives because I actually took summer school every year. Like, I took um, history after grade nine, and then I took English for the rest of the years. So I had so many electives every year. So I took, like, comp side. I took business. Um, what else did I take? Like, nutrition classes. And I felt like even those, even though those were, like, pretty easy for me, I was not interested. I did not like coding. And I actually like the harder classes that challenged me more, like bio and also like chemistry. So, yeah. And um, what about extracurriculars wise? Were there like any extracurriculars extracurriculars you did during school, like after school or or outside of school? No, 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 university. Sorry, high school. Um, Okay. Any ECs you did for your high school or an organization outside your high school that, you know, helped you pick this career path or maybe eliminated some other options after doing that extracurricular 
Like I worked with kids this one time and they were of this really odd age. They were not young enough to be toddlers and they were not mm-hmm. old enough for me to have like a, an actual conversation with them where I would be engaged. Mm-hmm. And they had so much energy. Those eight hour shifts were the most exhausting time of my life. Dude, it kids was... are so hard to deal with, bro. I don't understand yeah. how people are do you it. Kidding? I so, love, love it. Yeah. So what were the ECs that you did that, you know, shaped your future? Okay. I don't know. I think my mom or my brother, they scared me. They were like, yeah, ECs um, are so important for future, like for university. Like you need to do so many volunteering hours. Like they just scared me. So I kind of just like tried to do everything. And I had so much free time in high school, like compared to now. Like in school, I was a part of like a lot of like, let's say, okay, in grade nine, I was in show choir because I liked, I like danced my whole life. So I love dancing. So I joined show choir through Wait, what show grade choir? nine to grade Is that like, like dancing and singing? Is that what that is? Yeah, and then we had to go to a competition downtown. It's pretty fun. That sounds really but, fun. But, like, the U.S. schools that came, they were amazing. Um, I was in show choir, and then grade 11 and 12, I was in this course called Showtime, which is, like, a musical theater course. That was pretty fun. Um, so that was, like, an EC I did. Um, I also worked at the theater beside my high school. I went to an arts high school, fun fact, Unionville. Uh, but my mom didn't want me to try out for drama, the one I wanted. She wanted me to focus on my school and, like, main courses you could have been miss um, marvel so she's from your been. school oh my god yes shout out iman you could have been shang sister actually... bro <laughs> but yeah iman was actually from my high school we had some courses together we were in show choir and showtime together she was great yeah. has she hit you um, up have you hit her up do you think she'll respond to your dms or do you think she's too I, big I now <laughs> i think she's too big for us now I'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah bro uh but for some clubs i was a member of community council where we like donated to we raised a lot of fundraisers and like activities throughout the school so i was in that and then grade 12 i was the president i was part of like student council i was the treasurer for that but some volunteering i did like all of these experiences are all fun but i think the ones i like loved the most was when i uh, volunteered at my ho- um closest hospital like markham stouffville uh, I volunteered in the admissions unit, and I honestly loved it. Like, if I like, it was past the hours. I think we needed like forty, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. But I kept doing it till I don't know, like 200, 300. What did you do? I there? loved it. What did you do there at the hospital? Like the, we did a lot of like background stuff that nurses needed help with. We also like were allowed to go to like patient rooms and greet them and guests and like bring them stuff they need like water or like they wanted a blanket. We had to check like their oxygen levels and like fix that. The nurses help us with everything. And then another thing I did was sit with a nurse and like we had to sub calls from each room if like the patient needed anything. And like the nurses literally hated their job. Fun fact, I actually wanted to be a nurse in grade nine and ten, but then I realized after volunteering there that it's so stressful. And, like, they have to do all the dirty work and, like, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It seems like a really hard job yeah. to be a nurse. Yeah. you have so like, much responsibility were... on top of you. It's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I barely saw any doctors while I was volunteering. It was mostly just nurses taking care of these patients. And then doctors just pop in very rarely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, what was the volunteering you did with kids? With kids? Yeah. Like, my job? Oh, yeah, your job. Yeah. Your job in school, yeah. That's also an EC. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, so, beside my school, there's, a, like, a musical theater, like, 
like an arts theater where people come and do shows and plays and stuff. And I was a volunteer there in grade nine and I loved it. So I went back as a camp counselor and we had to lead like a group of eight. And they, in the end, they had to like perform a play in front of their parents. And it was, it was really good. We taught them like dances and like we taught them scripts and stuff as well. That's nice. Did you do any like volunteering around the school? Like, cause I know me and Sid, we did, um, we helped with like setting up this, uh, what was this with the film festival yeah we helped like uh, set up like a film festival we had this uh, water festival for kids that we helped out with so did you do any of that volunteering with school stuff school stuff like since i was a student council we had to like plan events all throughout the year like semi-formal and like set up okay we had to go one of the my favorite events from my high school was oktoberfest we had like every club have their own stand we can like like buy like let's say like big treats and like donate the money that we earn from that for like um, charities and we the arts people will like have performances and then student council literally went to like a farm and we like picked apples and fresh corn and then like we actually served it to our like people in our school it was really nice yeah that's I great that. yeah sounds really fun yeah and, and how was your application process for western and just for universities in general how was that looking supplementaries or um, just the whole shebang. It literally went way smoother than I thought. I didn't know it was like literally just one click. You find the program and then boom, you're done. Like I thought there was so much work behind each application for some reason, but the only supplementary application I needed was for um, like my con ed applications. During my brother's year, I think he applied for like AEO for Ivy and like a lot of business programs. Like those programs tend to like require mm-hmm. a lot of more work into it. Mm-hmm. That you have to have references and like essays and stuff. Yeah. But if you're applying to science, you honestly, it's like two clicks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the the Mac. faded Mac Helsai, the bane of everything. Oh my existence. gosh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, those questions were crazy. Did I tell you guys, my friend? One of the questions was like, what was your favorite what's your favorite biological molecule? She wrote about <laughs> THC. She got really into it, literally a whole paragraph about yep. weed, and she ended up making it. Shout out to Emma. Miss you. Damn, yeah. bro. That she, is actually insane. Yo, I don't think yeah. we had that in our year, did we, Sid? Liz? It was an that, option. You had to that, pick between the questions. I don't remember that being one yeah. of the options. It was though. either you pick your favorite molecule or... Shoot, what was the other Dude, one? Dude, the only thing... The, the, the two questions I remember from our application, bro, was that one, the like... The, 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 the bird. <laughs> the picture. The bird, and then yeah. that one, um like, 10-page, 20-page um article that we had to read. Though, about, um, yeah. I think it was, like, uh, Aboriginal... Something to do with Aboriginals. You remember that? Oh, that's the one you answered? Yeah, I, I, oh. I answered that one, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was the optional one. That yeah. was... uh it, w- it was either that, the Aboriginal one, mm-hmm. or the... Molecule one. Yeah, and uh, uh, Liz, what made you uh, pick a medical science program versus a health science program? Because a lot of people in high school, they apply to life sciences, medical sciences, health sciences. Some of the students don't really know the difference between them. Some of them only apply because, you know, the programs are so famous. Like Mac Heltzai is notorious. Everyone knows about it. Western med side, to be honest, would be like right under there in terms of popularity. They're nowhere close to each other in terms of the content or the level of difficulty, but it's still pretty famous. 
But did you do like research between health side versus med side or life side? I was mainly, I was mainly debating between UFD life side, Queen's health side. I was so close to choosing that. And then Western health and med side. So UFT was out because it's way too close to home. I really didn't want like to stay home and just commute to the school. I wanted it somewhere far, be in res, have that opportunity. And I heard so many horror stories of UFT <laughs> life size. So I'm like, okay, you're done. Queen's Health Side, it's like one of the newest science programs. I didn't really know much about it. Queen's is, I don't know. I didn't really, my parents didn't want me to go to Queen's further. And the main ones were Health Side and Med Side at Western. I honestly did not know much about the difference between these two till like I in first year. But I realized like health side is more like based on like the ethics. Like, do you guys hear about people in health side? Like what they learn about that's different? Like we have the basic yeah. like bio and camp together, but they have like mm-hmm. specialized like health side courses. Yeah, like I was wondering if I should take Western Health Side or Western Med Side. Mm-hmm. You know, a very small percentage of, re- of the reason I chose Med Side over Health Side was just because it was like the safer option. Like I know a bunch of people that have been in this program and it's just more popular. A lot of people that want to be doctors take it, right? Um, but also because my high school, well, my and Sibes high school, we have killer English teachers. Dude. I mean, murderous. They would, and I love them. You know what? Favorite teachers are English teachers for me in my high school. But because of that, there's this crippling fear of subjective marking on essays. Mm -hmm. And I was just scared that in a health side program, we're going to have more holistic courses. We're going to just learn about uh, topics which might not necessarily be best translated onto a multiple choice question paper, right? Mm -hmm. Where we would have to do more assignments, short answers. I was just really scared of that because... In high school, it was just easiest to get marks in classes like math, you know, where, okay, it's either right or wrong. With an English essay, you never know. You just have your finger, fingers crossed. You can get a 90, you could get a 65, you would not know. Yeah, and that was one of the reasons but, that put me off of um, Ottawa Health Side as well, because I'm pretty sure they have that um, that mandatory fourth year, uh, fourth year um, what was it, essay requirements did? What was it again? I remember. Uh, that, I remember this was one of the reasons why um, Ottawa Health Science got put off for me, at least. Yeah, we got a thesis coming up too, fourth year. So I mean, Fact. that's so a, doesn't really that's matter. A we, yeah, we. Uh, that, that, that's a that's a, that's a that's a next year problem, bro. We yeah. don't worry about that right now. <laughs> that's a future problem, but uh, yeah, that's why I I picked MedSci. But I, I later realized that is really not that bad. That was just a fear put on by the English teachers in high school that like after we took epidemiology mm-hmm. and did a couple of short answer, quite uh, short answer based uh, assignments and uh, tests in other yeah. classes, I realized that a lot of the stuff is very like check mark. Like, yeah. like even like, if you're writing a sentence, if you just vaguely mentioned those couple of keywords those very key points you'll get full marks. you should be good to go you know yeah. like they they're not too too serious there's all obviously sometimes you might just get brutal tas like we did for that one epi assignment but um usually you should be good and did you guys like know about the modules and how that worked in high school like i was researching more into um med sci and i was so confused 
But then now that we're in it, like it, it was so smooth. Yeah, I, so, I did not know how it worked. So, so for me at least, um, I I had taken a look of what the modules were in uh, medical science. So I was actually debating between going to Guelph Biomed and Western MedSci, and for me, it came down to what were the modules that I preferred. And for me, the stuff that I was more interested in, or at the time I thought that I was more interested in, I because of that I chose um, Western MedSci because they had slightly different module options in the two programs. So that, that was like the rough research I did. And then the ma major chunk of my research was done in like first and second year to actually right. choose our modules. Yeah, I was debating between those two programs too. And to be honest, with both of them, I was like, okay, we have these module options here. Both the programs are pretty good, well-known, etc. Uh, even the Western is more well-known. So I was slightly just subconsciously leaning towards it. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Um, mm -hmm. But... Um, I honestly, one of the reasons I chose it is because my friends were coming to Western, right? You and mm -hmm. Abby were both coming to Western. So I'm like, okay, having friends there first year would probably, probably be a big help. So that was one of the reasons I chose and Western. And it definitely over. was. That, first, that yeah. first year was amazing. Yeah. But uh, speaking of first year, Liz, how's how's your experience been at Western? It's, start with first year. Start with year yeah. one. Just come to the university. Hit us with your first year experience. I honestly loved it. it. I loved it. First year was great. I love res. Um, I picked alumni house. It was very, honestly one of like the rarest choices first years take because mm -hmm. it was supposed to be an upper year res, but yeah, for us, I only wanted it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I only wanted it because you're guaranteed a sweet style with like mm -hmm. people. You have your own room. Um, so I, t I picked that, and it was so great. I met three new roommates. Um, fun fact, two of them actually, like, switch programs throughout the semester. Like, it's very... Western makes it super easy for you to just switch around, and... Yeah. But, um, um Sid and Sahab were actually in Alumni Central with me. That's how we met. Oh, yeah. 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 It was, so, uh, that was also the only reason that we picked it, because the thing was, you needed a 95 average to be guaranteed your top three residence choices, at least back mm -hmm. then. And now they changed it. Now that doesn't exist anymore because there's too many kids that inflated as smarks. So, you know, rip the top three choices. But th that was the case for us. And if you did get that 95 mark, then you could also give those blessings to one, one other person friend of yours. Right. So in our friend group, Abby got that our, our third friend, mine and Saib's third friend. His name is Abby. He's the one who got that 95 average. I got it too, but too late. It was the end of the school year. They needed the 95 during your midterm During your midterm mark. marks, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Oh, Semester two. Ripped the dream. Yeah. And uh, we did a like a spin the wheel situation to pick who's going to pair up with Abby to get that top three spot. And uh, Sahib went out on that. And um, yeah, from there. was From there, one day we got an email randomly saying, oh, uh, because of COVID-19, because the pandemic, all of our residences that have rooms that's, um, that contain two people, right? So like traditional style residences where there's a room and there's two beds in the room. It's not a suite. It's just a room with two beds, two tables. Those rooms will not be used anymore or they'll be used, but only for one person. Yeah. So to accommodate uh, the students... They took upper year residences and started using them for first year students as well. So they gave us an option saying on a 
first come first serve basis. If you guys email us that you want to be part of these suite style upper year residences, um, you will get the spot and you can come in with as many people as you want. You can bring one of your friends, two of your friends, three of your friends, four of your friends, as many as you want. So and we decided as soon as we, we got that email, we rushed. Part. Yeah, yep. as soon as we saw the email, because our mindset was okay, these spots are gonna be filled up hella fast. So we gotta do this shit ASAP. And so yeah. and so immediately we just started scrambling, like yes, 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 I want this spot. And then yeah. But Liz did it so late. Liz, talk about your res choice situation. Oh, like I was literally emailing back and forth with um the residence manager. Like I think I got Oho. But then I was like, I don't know about Ohal because it's like hybrid. You, I yeah. low-key have, might have a chance rooming with a stranger in the same room. So I was like, literally the last second, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick to alumni. I was like debating back and forth for weeks. And then then I'm like, I'm going to stick to alumni. It's okay. I like the area it was at. It was like the north, north side of yeah. Western, right? Yeah. North and yeah. south. Yeah. And yeah. I'm actually living in the north side this year as well, off campus. And yeah, that's I, it was last minute. And I didn't know any of my roommates. That is a very unusual choice because for the people that don't know and are listening, Ohal is known as pretty much the best res on campus because they have amazing food. Dude. Amazing. They got like 50 sections of different cuisines. They got a Japanese section. They got a barbecue section. I don't know what the hell they don't have. Okay, We used to make like two kilometer walks to Ohal to get food sometimes because of yeah. how bad the it was where time. we lived. The first time me and Sid had that Ohal food, we were baffled. We're like, yeah, what kind of five-star hotel cooking are they getting? It was insane. Because yeah. because we had, we coming into university, we had like the preconception that, okay, uni food is going to be horrendous. You're going to have the absolute worst time, pretty much prison food levels. And then we had that food. Like we had a dedicated 30-minute walk to go to Ohal every single day to get that food. That's how amazing it was. Yeah. And you skipped on I've that without even having friends with you to commit to alumni yeah really interesting choice Liz I'm glad you made it though <laughs> yeah I'm, they I'm worked so out so well so because I'm actually like I, my roommates now in second year actually well I met from alumni mm-hmm. and I'm literally neighbors with you guys too so it all worked out yeah. and I talked to my friends from Ohio that room there last year and they honestly um it wasn't as tight as alumni because we were so such a small res versus like Ohio was huge mm-hmm. and I we got a kitchen. We had stove tops. We could make ramen at twelve a.m. You can't that's do that, oh yeah, Actually, you fun. might could, yeah. but we had like an oven. We made mm-hmm. cake and everything. I liked the, 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 good kitchen old, the good old the good old sriracha glizzy. Sid, remember those shenanigans? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Sid almost burned his yeah, restaurant. Yeah. So, so for context, like his, for context, uh, the place that we used to get food from, they had these little like I don't know, Elgin, I don't know Elgin what kind of. Yeah, we we used to get our food from Elgin Hall because Alumni House didn't have their like they didn't have a built-in cafeteria, ah. and I don't know what they had, but they had some next sriracha packets, but they weren't sriracha. It was sriracha and something else, and they went amazing with like tiny like hot dogs. And so this one day, um, Sedant decided to put the uh, cook, cook cook some of the hot dogs and you know mix it with the sauce. But instead of putting some sauce on the hot dogs, this guy just landed all of that on the pan, on a hot pan. On the pan. And then there's just hot. there's just smoke everywhere. We had to close doors to like, close doors, open windows to make sure the smoke detector doesn't go off. The entire floor was just smelling like sriracha sauce. 
the yeah. pan through the but, bag once again the pan <laughs> through the bag the pan no, the pan was not. too thin the when the pan is that too thin, thin the when the pan is that thin thin obviously it's gonna burn come okay? on bro pans is... are supposed good quality pans have a thick bottom they okay. take a while to heat up okay, okay they retain then... their heat for longer this is like a wok quality flat pan. All okay, right. woks are supposed to be that thin. All right, but tell me this: instead of pre-mixing the glizzies, why are we trying to pour the sauce on the pan itself? When we, when you know, so hot. when you know, there's a there's a risk of missing the sausage or the or or, or, the, or the hot dog. If, why if, why take okay, the risk? Let's say, let's say the sauce <laughs> lands on the pan. All you do is you roll the glizzies on the pan. You know, like those paint rollers, and then you collect the sauce off the pan. Yeah. That's the strat. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 my friends that's and the strat. I. If you have medium heat, you don't put it on the max, bro. No, that's a oh, that's nice. a pan diff. Pan diff. <laughs> okay. I so. remember my friends and I were like in the lounge while this all happened. <laughs> oh, but we were studying in the lounge, and we could hear you screaming from the inside. Yeah, and then I opened the door, and these guys were just bombarded with. I have videos from that night. So much smoke. It was my god. It was crazy. So and courses school how did that go first year now even though even though it was an exception how was it um online and we i think most med psych kids have the exact same courses we only have one elective and most of us picked psych because that's on the mcat that was helpful but honestly psych is literally like a self-taught class you just read textbooks and go to tutorials like uh the lectures were not that great in first year and I did not like psych because I did not like to do readings. It was just here. Here's like 50 pages. Read it before next week. So much so reading. Psych, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a ridiculous amount of reading. Like, like per, yeah. per week, I had to like two everything. chapters worth, bro. It was insane. Um, mm -hmm. Do you remember what and we used to do we in the tutorials? Do you remember what we used to do in the like tutorials? Like command F on the spot? Yeah, we were like command this. Command F? They just like ask random questions, bro. And you just like control F and just pick up, pick up something, get your like participation marks, go back to sleep. Those are those are yeah. different level times. Good, yeah, the good students would actually take notes and like answer those questions based on like what they learned. But you know, but the readings were so overwhelming. I took notes, but I just did not have time to like memorize everything in time for tutorials. So overall, is it safe to say you didn't like how psych was taught? Yeah, it was very. I think it was just a factor because it was online. Mm -hmm. But Professor Mike is apparently really good. So hopefully, maybe if I take a side course in the future. Yeah. But the we also had were the... actually pretty good, though. Like, if you think about it, the, the questions that were answered in the tutorial, the mm -hmm. ones that I paid attention to, to be honest, those were mm -hmm. topics that most stuck in my head. Because the readings, like, when you're reading that much, nothing's really staying in there. We didn't really have high-quality practice problems to do to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. So it was that, the tutorials, and there's these modules we did, like mini quizzes, like connect quizzes. Those also so really easy. reinforce. I know, but they really like reinforce the things, in my, the topics yeah. in my head. So when it came exam time, those were the topics that I was personally best with. Mm -hmm. All right, so what other up. courses do we have? We had calc. calc Bio? Calc oh, calc. Yeah. I love calc. I had like the best... TA. Honestly, TAs are so important. Sometimes they're better than the prof themselves. Um, yeah. Tyler the goat. My TA was Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Um, honestly, I couldn't have done well without him. He literally gave us a practice exam that was amazing. And Calc, was, there's a lot of high school review, so 
if you're good with math and you did well in calc in high school, you'll be fine in this course, to be honest. Calc 1000. All right, and then up. we had bio and chem. Um, they went pretty smoothly for me. How about you guys? Pretty um, good. Yeah, bio and chem both went pretty good for me. There was a problem that happened to me with bio. So um, what happened was... That's only because it was online. Yeah, it, it was because it was online. So for one of the midterms, what happened was um, the, the way that the bio test format works is like you'll have like 30, 40 questions on like one single page. You just scroll and answer the questions. And at the bottom, you have this little save button, right? To save your answers. What happened to me was, uh, and we had like an hour and a half to do this uh, test, I think, or this midterm. And so I'm done all the questions by like, I don't know, a 20 minutes left. And I'm like, okay, I'll just click save and spend the next 20 minutes just reviewing my answers, see if everything's good. I click the save button, the site refreshes, and I get sent back to the main Apple page. And I'm like, yo, pause, what's going on here? And I'm just already getting a heart attack. And so what's happening is I'm scrambling. I go back on the test and then I see all of my selections are gone. So then I had to rush all my answers and that was disastrous. So that was my experience with bio. Did you, <laughs> and, did you receive accommodation for that? Uh, no, they said there was no, nothing right? they could do about that. And I was like, yeah, bro, screw yeah. you too. Um, so that was my experience with bio. Um, again, only happened because yeah. it was online. Chemistry for me was pretty smooth, but that's also because I had a really good chemistry teacher, so I have a solid background in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both those courses. Second year or go, though. Was not we don't, we don't we'll talk, talk about, about that later. We don't talk, yeah, that, that's a different topic. Not yet. Not the yet. first year bio is like pretty famous at Western, especially because of Professor Happy as well that, that used to teach teach the bio courses for first years. Because of his testing format, a lot of high schoolers surprisingly are not used to, I guess, buy questions that require critical thinking. I'm, I think a lot of high schools, they just focus on factual mm -hmm. information based bio questions, right? Yeah. Like, what is this? Where is this? Is those kind of questions um, in a short answer format, multiple choice format, etc. Like, what is the mitochondria? Oh, what is the relationship between this and that? You know, just b basic surface level questions. But uh, I was really blessed with this uh, high school teacher that Miss gave Reese, us the difficult, difficult, multiple, multiple type biology, multiple choice questions, insanely difficult uh, passage questions. She even took a couple from the MCAT. I mean, it was ridiculous. It would make us sweat. So to be honest, high school bio was a bit easier for me. Um, but um, for a lot of people, it, it is a big shift. These kinds of multiple, multiple biology questions. And I think people really need to be prepared for that. A lot of people's ego is super high coming into university when they're coming in with high 90s, mid 90s at high schools that didn't necessarily challenge them adequately. Like if you have a bunch of people at high nineties in your high school, like most likely you guys are not being yeah. challenged enough. That, that that's that's yeah. pretty much the, the harsh reality. And yeah, that that first year bio is a big eye opener for many people about what to face. And it's weird to me that the kind of critical thing you require for that course kind of like decreases coming to second 
Can your second year courses require less thinking, more memorization? Memorization. Yeah, for sure. There we go. <clears throat> we'll get to that later. Liz, how was physics for you? Uh, okay, so in high school, I actually only took grade 11 physics. Um, I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know how crucial physics was for med science. Only for year one, though. But um, it was kind of challenging for me. Our prof was not that helpful. Prof Pepe. <laughs> Um, there were some like easier topics like forces that I remember from grade 11 physics and kinematics but once it got into like torque and other topics that I've never seen before mm-hmm. I it was so stressful for me I would spend like the whole weekend just on physics mm-hmm. and then like less on bio and chem yeah so physics was very overwhelming for me so if you guys could take physics in high school like before coming to MedSci that is heavily recommended yeah. yeah, they but, really need to change the physics format from textbook focus to lecture focus because it is the now. lectures were like, but the lectures were supplemental back then, mm-hmm. right? They weren't like the but they weren't now it's core. all in person. But you see, it depends though, because I remember in second semester for physics, we had we were doing there there was random irrelevant um, what's it called calculus happening for our physics lessons that was like completely like not related to what we were learning at all. So honestly, it just depends. That's that's my opinion on that, at least. I'm not sure if I remember the calculus, but if there was, they yeah. they probably said that it was just optional. No, optional. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was always optional. It was optional, right? the, the, yeah. that, That's what the lectures consisted of. I think, I'm pretty sure it was in the um, electricity unit with, with circuits, where yeah. there was just ra- random calculus derivations happening for, like, zero reasons. Yeah. Like, but yeah, most other cool. lectures in second semester physics were, mm-hmm. were pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, so um, just overall difficulty-wise, did you think first year went easier than you expected, more difficult, or just just exactly what you were expecting? Uh, we honestly did not get the first year experience everyone else will get listening to this, yeah. to be honest, because yeah. it was online. It was We got away with a lot of stuff. Like We didn't yeah, have to go to lecture, a lot of time saved. Like We could take, like, yeah. So I would say I did pretty well. Well, like better than I expected. I think mm-hmm. it was very similar to my high school marks. Yeah. So it was it was pretty great. Second year is yeah. where everything changed though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so how's second year for you? How about you guys? No. What what about you guys? How did you guys do? First year I did I did pretty well. But uh, four point GPA um, said. No, you got no, all four point No, I did not. I did not. Don't no lie. No, I'm not lying. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Um three point nine nine. No, less than that. <laughs> uh, first year GPA does not matter. Okay, literally zero people care about it. It's basically yes, high they school. Do. Yeah, no, everybody. Like for future. Yeah, okay, for, for future, yes, yes, they care about it. I'm talking about like people. It's not something to brag about. But um, uh, there's a lot of bad habits that I developed. One of them being spending too long note taking. You know, that was one way that I really did well first year because. I had extremely detailed notes for everything. I would spend the majority of my day note taking. Like I would, if I'm studying for six hours a day, I'm pretty much spending all six note taking. I did, I barely spend any time revising or understanding the content that I'm doing. Like if I don't understand it on the spot, I will just understand it closer to the exam date. And that that got really bad for me because here's what it does. Let's say you're watching a lecture, and you're transcribing a bunch of stuff. Maybe paraphrasing some stuff because you understand that you actually absorbed it and you're paraphrasing it. Now, the moment something doesn't click, right? The moment Stop. something doesn't click and you keep 
paraphrasing anyways, and you move on to the next lecture and the next lecture, eventually you're gonna be so lost that the only option you have is to transcribe, is to paraphrase. Because if you, because you, sorry, you cannot paraphrase, all you can do is transcribe because you don't understand shit. You, at least not enough to paraphrase adequately. If you tried, maybe you missed some important information because you just straight up didn't understand it. So that's the dilemma I was facing. So majority of my studying, grinding to understand the content was just a few days before the exam or the test. And, uh, you know, this kind of habit obviously caught up to me second year. And um, as we're transitioning into in-person lectures, it becomes easier because I have to make short, quick paraphrase notes. And then later I'll have plenty of time to absorb it back at home. So I enjoy that a lot more than just note taking straight for eight hours. That was very, very, very boring for me. Yeah, that, that, that's one really bad habit that I had that, that I developed because of our online first year. Another bad habit that I developed, bro, was um, just the amount of free time that we had because what I would do was I'd take notes and I'll be like, because e, I was in that like high school mindset where I was like, yeah, I can just take the notes and just like study like the day before the exam. And we got through with it because of because uh, of online school. Um, but when we came into in-person, that that heavily like dropped my marks a lot. And that was one, one, of, the, one of the reasons why, why I did really poorly, because I would just do just take those notes I'll just spend the rest of the time, I don't know, like playing games, watching something. And then yeah. the day before the test, I'll do some grind, uh, grinding of the of the test. And then the test results yeah. come out. And I'm like, yo, what the mm. hell just happened? Yeah. So That's what caught to... up uh, with me for OrgoChem. Because mm-hmm. um, for most of the bio courses, yeah, it still did negatively affect me. But you could still grind out, memorize, do your best going at it. But... You need such a great level of understanding dealing with new scenarios. Exactly. Practice problems. Yeah. You can't really, you can't first try to understand the concepts and then do the practice problems in the span of two, three days. There's just not enough time. All I could do was just read my notes and just look at some example problems and and then pray for the best on exam day. Mm -hmm. And that did not go well. That was only for my final midterm was okay. But um, mm -hmm. a good tip is like for bio courses, um, maybe like re- just read over your notes if you have like if you um what is it called annotate notes annotate your slides like read it every week maybe and reinforce your knowledge and for other courses like physics chem um calc like do practice problems every week or whenever you have time just try to do as much as you can like especially physics for me that really helped yeah yeah always yeah. revise your notes also so transitioning into second year, Liz, how'd that, how'd that go? Oh, no. Let's talk about summer school. Summer? So, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we summer did. school. We did do summer school. Facts. Yeah. A quick tip. Take some courses in summer school so it can free up more electives in second year. And you can explore if you like those electives or not. So Sid and I actually took stats, um, biochem first, and then stats. Mm-hmm. Our whole summer just consisted of these two courses. <laughs> Didn't really have a life outside of school. Um, so yeah. I have took biochem yeah, with took us, but guys, yeah. didn't want to take, yeah. No, no, stats, I originally so. took stats, but, um, uh, I had a cousin that was getting married. And so like literally two or three weeks went to just that. And in summer school, it's going to be six week long courses that's that you're going to be taking. Everything's going to be condensed down to six weeks. 
And so if I miss half of the course content, I was like, okay, I do not have nearly as much time to catch up and do everything. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to drop that before the deadline and just take stats in the regular year. But uh, biochem. Um, if you, yeah. Biochem. How was that, guys? I loved it. Yeah, like great time. Yeah, Professor Dempsey. We had to write like two essays, not essays. Like, it was like there were like many assignments yeah. I remember we I had to do. They were honestly yeah. really fun though. They were really yeah. fun to do. Yeah. They were, I had a great time doing them. What would happen was like you get like like a series of like like three or four questions with like different subparts. And it'll give you like some sort of scenario based off of whatever you're learning. Like for example, okay, uh, we have this molecule. It has these bonds, these helices, uh, these alpha helices, and beta plated sheets. What would be like the properties, and what would it do in this substance, stuff like that? It it required it made it made you think, which really reinforced like a lot of concepts, which helped me with the final. Yeah, but I think these assignments differ every year. Like my friends mm -hmm. who took it in the school year had to just make a poster with a group. Mm -hmm. It's different every year, mm -hmm. but. I liked our summer assignments a lot. And I think since, like, literally my whole day is just studying for the subject instead of, like, um, juggling five subjects at once, I really liked biochem a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sid, you? Yeah, I really liked it. But uh, here's the thing. What happened was since my habit was transcribing, that was my – cheat code to getting good grades and this now at this point i had been doing it for an entire year now i was afraid to let go of it especially in an online setting where i'm like okay i always have the option to transcribe and get excellent grades as i already know right mm -hmm. so it was very hard to just give up the cheat code right yeah. but what happened was since content is so condensed and we had so many lectures a day mm-hmm it was just impossible for me to do all the lectures. I, I would miss out on a bunch, but then I would have to ask Liz for the notes for those uh -huh. because I would just not be, I was not able to keep up with the pace of it. But those amazing notes did help me, you know, get a good grade. But uh, yeah, that's a part that I didn't like about the course. Yeah, just reinforce your bad habits. Yeah. Valid, valid. Yeah. Well, contents are interesting. How was stats for you guys? Not that much, Cam. How was stats for you guys in um, summer school? Oh, I liked it more. I liked it more than biochem. Yeah, really? first time we ever touched yeah. R. Yeah, because the coding was fun, and also because we had a bunch of assignments as part of our uh, curriculum. Mm -hmm. The content was constantly reinforced. Right, there was. Not too much need of cramming before quizzes or exams. And assignments were really fun to do, like brainstorming on how to like achieve a certain type of graph and how to manipulate data by freestyling the code. It was really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just had a great time in that course. Some of the quizzes are really tricky, though. Yeah, that was mostly that one quiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It left Before. it left us so scarred. We thought after that point we were generally about to break the entire course. We were like, "Oh my god!" But I think it was worth so little, like maybe like five, four, yeah. or five percent. But yeah. but the, it just went downhill after that in terms of difficulty, yeah. right? That and we was had a take home, take yeah. home final. That was which true. was just so long that you know I literally I decided to make tea in the middle of it. I'm like, bro. <laughs> really like it was really really long. Really interesting. Yeah. Do you think you would have regretted taking it in like normal school or summer school? Normal school, yeah, I definitely would have regretted it because I got to take interesting electives 
And, you know, part of the interesting electives is also maybe choosing your possible module. Mm-hmm. Because, because there's, for some of the modules, the only way you get a peek into them is by taking electives. So taking these two summer school courses definitely opened up room for that. Yeah. I only picked one of those kinds of electives, though. The other one was just F-B. an easy, fun course to mm-hmm. lighten my semester, which was sex history. Amazing course. The content was amazing, too. It was super fun to do. Right? History 2181. Please you, take you, it. You need, you need a course where the content's fun and um, mm-hmm. it is known as easy for it to truly lighten your course load. Because I took another birdie course it was a geography course geography of hazards i did horrendous horrendous mainly because i didn't enjoy the content as much and we had the essay which you were yeah. scared about and then epidemiology was the elective that i took which we I all took that took, hello yeah we all took to see if i might want that as an option for my future module spoiler alert, spoiler alert. i did yeah, but did it go well? It did not go well. <laughs> yes. And whose fault is that? That's that that's is, my fault. Straight up, it was just the bad habits from first yeah. year catching up to me. That's the transfer. So I did not do well in the course, not well enough to take it as a module. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that was uh, one of like our main own like in person class, like where we had to go, and there was no recorded lessons or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a big change. Dr. Clark. Yeah, so second year, Liz, how was it? Not Maybe not individual courses, because we talk about individual courses so much, unless there's some specific moments, but how was it overall in general? Definitely harder for me, like a lot harder. Um, like, we had to go in person for the exams, and they were really stressful. Like, the marking, like for micro, we took micro as an elective. Microminology. Uh, yeah, microbiology and immunology 2500 yeah and that was just like 30 30 40 exam and i i realized that i do really poorly on exam just like purely multiple choice boom 30 percent of your mark one multiple choice exam mm-hmm. and like i did pretty i did okay micro i didn't do too bad but i realized like I, it's not really testing my knowledge like one of the questions was like oh what's the gram state color it purely just memorization Dude, even though i studied exam. really well that second exam yeah. was so horrendous. I hated it so much. Bacteriology. It was like memorize these mm-hmm. like 50 bacteria. Not 50. Like so, so for context, what she meant by the 30, 30, 40 thing was um, the way this course was structured was there were three mm-hmm. different units. And mm-hmm. after each unit, there was a an, an exam in air quotes. And um, there was not a cumulative final, final. So you do unit one, an exam, that's 30%. Unit two, an exam, 30%. And then your final exam would be the last unit. And so that, that, that question she was talking about was from the second exam. It was from the bacteriology unit. And the whole time in that unit, you're learning about the different... So you're learning about different bacteria. And you'll briefly touch upon their properties and stuff. But then mainly it will be, okay, this is this bacteria. This is the disease it causes. And then here's other similar bacteria to do that. Um, none of that was tested. It was like, all right, bro, we got uh, Staphylococcus uh, aureus. Um... If you color is it? Uh, yeah, what's the gram test on that? And it's just like yeah. it focused. It's uh, it's easy, but it's stupid. Like yeah, why are you testing focused, me about that? It focused on the stuff that the the, the, the tests focused on the stuff that weren't talked about yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, not, not, even words, 
talk not yeah so here's the difference between first year and second year first year bio you needed to know a lot of the big picture stuff and be able mm-hmm. to connect the dots mm-hmm. connected to situations 90 percent of the questions were situations <laughs> like here's emma and here's his her, her mom and dad here's the diseases they have or just here's the rats in this lab like there'd be a whole situation but for microbiology it was a lot of yeah. useless like facts. One of the yeah. questions was literally, what zoo was this disease <laughs> discovered at? It's just little, little modern details. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like, I don't know. That was yeah. honestly like the turning point for me. I'm like, I don't like these courses. It's mm-hmm. just multiple choice and boom, that's it. There's no other way to redeem yourself. Epi, we had assignments and I was researching other courses and future Epi courses and you have group assignments, patient, all of these yeah. like um factors that can help you boost your mark and like not just mm-hmm. purely one multiple choice and like some of them are tricky a could yeah. be an answer b could be an answer it's yeah. like multiple multiples mm-hmm. so yeah like another that, course i loved was fizz that was also all multiple choice maybe yeah. some fill in the blank also it was good but i felt like mm, it was just at times very repetitive from high school bio Mm-hmm. yeah just all the minor like, surface level content. stuff like mm-hmm, that's fair but to be fair it was like an intro to physiology type course so i guess true. it does kind of yeah. make sense it was more surface level mm-hmm. but you said you guys said that you guys like sex history a lot right what did you like about yeah. it specifically so much it also was the same weighting as micro like 30 percent, 30 percent, 40 percent, or a little bit different like that just three minute exams it was it was very easy. Like you do your notes, you read it and you're like, okay, everything just flowed and just made perfect. Mm-hmm. If you're interested about like um, the different roles in women back in history, like this would be the perfect course. Anyone taking it would do amazing. Like no doubt. Well, it, it was an online course, right? Was it didn't have anything in person? Yeah. I think it's still online as we, for next year as well. Okay. Honestly, even if you're not interested in what she said, it's still amazing. There's so much. I cool, convinced it to take. There's so it much with cool. There's there a lot of cool chapters in there, you know, mm-hmm. about sexual life in ancient Greek and in Rome. It's just a lot of cool stuff. Fascinating course, mm-hmm. and the tests were simply multiple choice, very straightforward. You know, you didn't need a lot of time to study for it because it was just basic story a lot of the content stuck in your head because of how interesting and common sense and out of your normal courses it was it really stuck in there mm-hmm. yeah um, i'm so jealous of people that just take these kind of courses like all geo courses all history courses but what you said before with epi like resonated a lot with me that's why i applied for that to be on my module because before why the final didn't you exam, pick epi tell them your reason yeah, discovery credit. I, mean, I didn't do well in the course, and I had to put it as a discovery credit to save my GPA a bit. But Basically, that's only because of the final discovery exam. credit. Explain. You, the university basically records the course as a pass or a fail. I passed, um, so that you know, postgraduate programs, mm-hmm. med schools don't get to look at the actual mark. And right? how many do you get per year? As GPA. Uh, it depends on what, what? university you're applying mm-hmm. to. You know. Canadian universities each have different criteria. I think uh, I think it's 1.0 credit per year you can list as discovery yeah, credit and they'll be fine with it. And the other yeah, thing is, but, if you do list uh, a mandatory course for a module as uh, a discovery credit, you can't enter that module. So for me yeah, and Sid, we yeah. both had to put epidemiology 2200 for uh, as a discovery credit. And because of that, we couldn't apply to the epi module anymore. 
But the course was amazing. You know, just right before the final, until then, my, my mark was great. I was enjoying the course because the assignments reinforced the content. Mm-hmm. But I messed up because that's all I did for my review. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. I did not read back on my notes. In fact, a lot of times in class, I would just like zone out because the slides were so detailed. I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll just worry about it later, like I do with all my bio courses, you know. And... But in this case, the difference is compared to my bio courses, the questions were again more situational based, where you have to mm-hmm. apply that knowledge to situations. And just reading your notes, reading your lecture notes is not going to cut it. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't I did not do like do well yeah. on the final for me. But I, I, also... I knew that if if I got the proper habits that I want, that you know I'll mm-hmm. be using next year, I would do well in in this module and enjoy the course. Mm-hmm. So despite not doing well, I still really really loved the module, even though I couldn't get it. Right now, I am taking a double major of physiology and ims which is just basic medsci yeah uh and i'm gonna apply to honor spec physiology in fourth year i could have been in it this year if i chose it like my average was high enough for it but uh i i chose epi as my first Mm -hmm. choice so so for context because that was before yeah so for Mm -hmm. context um different modules require a different um average um um, what's the word what's the word uh average limitation cut off there we go cut off you have a different average cutoff and so um you'll have to take that into consideration as well while you guys are trying to apply for certain modules but um for me mm-hmm. um, for me I, I liked the content in epi 2100 but what i did not like was how much breadth it had because each lecture was a completely different topic that could have its own course and does have its own course in upper years. And so it's just like so much information packed into one lecture, which is fine, but then every other lecture is like completely irrelevant. So you can't really build on top of concepts. And so because of that, I struggled a lot in the course. Like again, the content I found nice, but because everything was so disconnected and there was just just so much work to do, and so much stuff to just like know and memorize that I ended up doing pretty bad. And again, like you said, I had those horrible habits of just doing notes yeah. mid-lecture. Yeah, bro, I'll look at it later at home. It never gets looked at before until before a, before a test and then a test comes yeah. and you are just, uh, just in shambles. Yeah, I, I personally think that, you know, if we looked at the content, we even at a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we, it would be a pretty okay course to do well, and it would not be that bad. Yeah. But if you put zero time into it, you're gonna obviously yeah. not do good at all. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. I didn't do outstanding in the course, but yeah. But um, I think the main reason was because we had such like harder courses in second year. Mm-hmm. Like we had um, uh, meth. No, not method. That was first semester. We had. Gen- Genetics, yeah, genetics, cell bio. These were all really time consuming because they were online. So you had to like take a long time writing these lectures, um, taking notes on the lectures. And next semester, I only have two mandatory epi courses and three electives. So, and these courses actually just focus on one tiny topic each lesson yeah. from second year. And we actually talked to a lot of TAs and profs, and I decided to go with this. I'm very jealous. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it goes well. We don't know. 
Sid is all new. Your work was in. It was also one of the only courses that that are you know actually employable. If you do not want to go into research, which a lot of people that want to become doctors don't, because they want to work with people, they want to work in healthcare, not necessarily just science-based research. That is only one aspect of medicine, the science. Mm-hmm. Um, Epi would be a great choice because you can go into public health. You can become an epidemiologist. There's so much to do in that field. You can even go into data analytics. Be a be a data analyst, and it, it's one of the only career paths you can take from our undergrad degree that will actually pay you well enough for you not to be searching around for an alternate career path. Like if you, if she does, if Liz does a master's after this, you know, she can get into a very decent career path where she won't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. I think my main goal is still med school. Like I'm mm-hmm. still going to try for them again next year, but mm-hmm. for sure, like I'd be and like mm-hmm. data analyst yeah. would be like a backup and I'll probably take a master's after, um, Western. And yeah, we'll here's there. the thing. A lot of people that let's say don't get into med school during their undergrad, right? Which is which is a decent number of people. What they, they do is masters. either they, they they do a master's that they're not really passionate in just as a way to kill time Boost by apply to, yeah, just to kill time to get into med school. Or they just do random volunteering and jobs until they get into med school, you will actually be doing something that is a lot more interesting, a lot more viable as a proper full-on future career as well. And you know, I'm, and not I'm just sure. as a stepping stone towards med. So this is something you can even pursue in, in med school. There's PhD, MD programs. There's master's MD programs. You can continue on doing the public health stuff, use that knowledge in med school. It is just a mm-hmm. superior module. And not just that. Okay. And not yeah. just that. If 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 med school doesn't work out for you, you'll have that backup for like any any job in, in epidemiology. For us, if we get like I don't know a random phys degree from a, a, a program med side that's like pretty much irrelevant, we'll be stuck in McDonald's. Yeah. And so that's a really Unless nice backup we, too. We and not just that. Do. Not just we that. You get that do. that you get that thesis, which is really important as well. For med schools, mm-hmm. and that epi- epi- I feel program. like a lot of my friends even now don't really know what epidemiology is. They're all like, "What is that?" Like people think it's like related to like the skin, like epidermis. Like mm-hmm. so it's Liz, basically it's like what is epidemiology? Yeah. Let's hear it. It's it's very it's literally not related to like bio or it's like if you like whatever I said before about micro, like if you don't like memory, bacteria and like specific details. Mm-hmm. Like epi is like more way more broad and versatile like it teaches you like the trends of diseases so so specifically what it does is um you're looking at um disease trends and populations that's basically like the main gist of it so you will have like a stats prereq i'm pretty sure for it but Mm -hmm. there isn't like at least in the epi 2200 course there wasn't a lot of stats that was done in it there were aspects of it that are in there but it's not like you'll be like okay i'll be like making this graph it'll it's not like that at all that's what if, i'll learn next semester yeah like, biostats yeah if you want to go into like the biostats field then obviously you'll learn it but then if you want to do just regular just you know looking at population trends then you know yeah you can do that as well and you know using the yeah. knowledge of looking at population trends you know disease patterns yeah. disease distribution stats all that stuff you eventually apply it to public health and um Use that knowledge for preventative healthcare, 
for yeah, just um, preventing and identifying risk factors in the public mm-hmm. and preventing that, changing public health policy. It's amazing career path. Fun fact, um, a- um, Adrian, our ALP from alumni, first year. What's res, an ALP? ALP, academic advisor. Yeah. Like okay. It- yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually DM'd him. He remembered me since Sahib and I were actually on the residence council. Yes, And sir. he was, there's only like, let's say 10 to like 13 people in Epi every year. Like every year, module numbers are, I think they're similar, right? They don't yeah, change. Around, the cap is the same, but the amount of people that enter can change every year. Yeah. If let's say less than the cap applies. So if the cap mm-hmm. is 13, eight people apply, only eight will get in, right? Yeah. Um, so he literally picked Epi in third year because COVID was a thing and he was so interested. Like, how do I, how do I um, like, come up with like data and like, how does this even work? This disease and like preventative measures. And he was really intrigued by this global pandemic. So he decided right. to go into it. And now he's mm-hmm. taking a master's at UFT. Amazing. And uh, okay, so there we have the academic aspect of your uni experience done so far, and what direction you're looking forward to in the future. How about everything else about your undergrad? How was the extracurricular experience being part of stuff around campus and also the city overall? How'd you like London? And yeah, go for it. Okay, well, first year. Um, as a, we had like a pretty good friend group in first year and we explored London, downtown London. And like, we discovered like good restaurants. And good we can talk about more in depth about good friend group. First year for us was very different than most other people's first year experience in res in an online setting. Right. Yeah, because- I was the only Chinese girl in a group of like <laughs> six brown guys. No, not six not, brown not guys. Six brown people. Yeah. And, uh, our res was great because it was really small and that made it very, very tight knit. Like at least our friend group, we wouldn't even like knock to enter into each other's suite. We would just walk. I was so creeped out by that. Like at we first, would just walk into his room. You know, at first it was weird because what's called like, okay, y'all are strangers, bro. What are you doing in here? But over time, it's like you, you'll, you'll build like a nice, like familial bond with everyone. And yeah, th- like really Mixon nice. said, the, like that tight knit community. That's why I loved alumni. It's unfortunate yeah. that you guys are not going to yeah. have that as an option anymore, but oh, yeah. it was it was amazing. With most yeah. other uh, residences, at least when we were in uh, our first year, when all classes were online and they were in res restrictions, like all the lounge rooms, the game rooms, all were uh, shut Closed. down because of um, COVID restrictions. COVID restrictions. Uh, yeah. We still managed to hang out together, spend time together because we had of no other option. How small bro. our res was. We had no right? option to go to clubs or in, go in to huge, our lounge. Huge residences. People just stayed in their rooms the whole time, and they hated their experience. Yeah, but we we were we had yeah. no choice. We literally we were in a room. One of yeah. we were like I remember like a good memory was like in Abby's room and watching like my first Bollywood movie. Oh yeah, those yeah. times. Fun times. Yeah. So, what about oh, the rest of the time. Western campus of ECs and the city, everything else? Um, I I think some parts of Western can be really sketchy, but but the busing system is not not bad. We I use it every day for in second year. 
and sometimes they're not on time, but try to bus everywhere. Don't get a car. It's not very useful. Um, let's talk about ECs, maybe. Yeah. Saheb, Saheb literally trolled his way into residence first year. Like, we had to do, like, proper speeches to, like, get people to vote for you to be on our floor representative yeah, yeah. so so what happened was we, uh, i gave a speech i gave like a four minute five minute speech about you know yeah, just... so, so i'll break it down we had uh on res we had these like weekly or like monthly um floor meetings that we had to do where like the residents don like the person like, i think you can think of him as like, like like a caretaker i guess it like the person that just like looks over everything that's going on the floor make sure everything's good there's no like you know obsessive yeah. parties and stuff happening he's so, also a student by the way Hi, He's in, oh yeah, he's in neuroscience, right? Yeah. I think he graduated, not gonna lie. He graduated? No, I, I swear he's going into fourth year this year, no? No, he's two years older. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, okay, he's graduated, never mind. Yeah, he, yeah, he was cute. Yeah, so we had the floor meeting, and um, we had these, uh, this uh, residence council openings, which is kind of similar to, like, student council, where, like, you'll be, like, you know, um, organizing events, doing all that stuff around, on, around the res. And so everyone was doing speeches for different positions. And as a joke, what I did in the Zoom meeting was, as a joke, I, I put myself upside down. And I was like, okay, guys, um, I think y'all should vote for me Vote for me because I'm upside down and who can't trust upside down people? And that was my thing. And, then, stupid. and then people actually voted for me. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Explain to me, like someone. I don't, I don't know. I wish I. I wish I, I, wish dude, I could tell you. Was the upside down thing on purpose? No, or was it, it was like literally you the, I, it? Dude, I just I thought just of it. Did it to like mess with yeah, them. I like, just thought he didn't of it last minute. To actually get it. Because I remember Sid was beside me, was sitting beside me, and so I muted myself. And I'm like, Yo, Sid, what if I do this? He's like, Bro, do it. And I'm like, All right, I'll do it. And then I did it. I expected nothing out of it, and then like the poll mm-hmm. happened, and I look at it, and I see everyone was voting for me, and I'm like, Yo, what, what's going on here? <laughs> It was mostly because the other person that was running for it. Hey, no, there was like three other people that don't, don't say anything, but there was like three or four people like giving actual speeches. Yeah. yeah. And here saw him being stupid. Yeah. And got in. What can I say? I think me. because of how serious the speeches were, they were like, Yeah, it was oh, so competitive wanna, at one point. We want a fresh, because th- those guys were talking about their past experiences, their legitimate voluntary experiences. Just, experiences. Which honestly Everyone isn't that like, serious okay, for like a residence council thing. And then, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, yeah. What can I say? I have that charisma. I don't know what to say. There is. <laughs> what about your ECs? Come on. Hit us with it. Okay. Oh, first year. Um, you guys have will have soft that will help you transition into second year. No, sorry. Transition to first year. They'll be there for you during your move-ins. They'll help you move in. And just, like, be there for all the O-Week events, Orientation Week events. So I moved my brother in when I was, like, in high school. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these people are so fun. Like, whoever they are, I want to be them. So after first year, my Don and my Sof, they both went up to me like, Liz, you should be a Sof. So over the summer, I, like, quickly did this application. And then somehow I heard back. And then I was a Sof for Elgin, which is um, actually was Alumgin. So it was Elgin Hall and Alumni House combined because Alumni is so small. So I was an alumni soft in second year and it was a great, great experience. And I honestly loved it a lot. Huh? What about you guys? I also, um, 
Did you guys join any clubs by any chance? Yeah, I, I, I joined two clubs. I joined a judo club and taekwondo club yeah. in separate semesters. I left the judo club because, unfortunately, one of the instructors, the one that was teaching the new kids, was too old. And he was not in shape to be an instructor. So That's he so would sad. just explain to me, like, he would tell me what to do and expect me to do it instead of demonstrating himself. Or he would tell one of the students to do it. And then that is not a good way to learn a martial art. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to switch out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go reason? Why? to Taekwondo, which I enjoyed much more. The community is better. Instructors better. Everything's better. Yeah. One fond memory I have of second year was like, Sahab couldn't really join some, some of these physical clubs, right? Where like sports clubs, oh. because he I bricked his my, foot. I he literally my... fell on the stairs. I was oh. there. This guy yeah. broke. So, so I also uh, applied to like, I was also, I was going to go with Sid. Like literally, I'm pretty sure that week or the next week was our like first class together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we we both joined that. Me and Sid pretty much we've done like a lot of the stuff like together. And so I was, I, was, I was excited, right, to do judo because like we both watch UFC, we love UFC, and we're like, yeah, we want to learn some sort of martial art that doesn't give us brain damage. So you know, judo. Judo. But then what happens was, and this was the day before the micro M Unit Two uh, exam or test. Uh, I Uber eat some food and um, I run downstairs with slides on and I'm running downstairs and from like the fourth or fifth step from the bottom, I like skipped like three steps. I fell and broke my ankle. I broke my left ankle and I sprained my right. And I'm like, yeah, well, looks like GG's to everything I wanted to do. And so I remember that day. Um, everyone in our group chat was like, all right, guys, let's see. Was it actually a sprained? Was it was a sprained ankle? Was it actually a broken foot? I'm like, guys, trust trust me, bro. I'm telling you. It's, if my left ankle's broken, my right sprained. And that's exactly what happened. Because, uh, fun fact, I've broken my ankle like four times now. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, so pretty sure, now. I'm pretty sure I've broken my like right ankle like two or three times. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I've broken my right ankle three times. And then that was the first time I broke my left ankle. Or fractured, sorry, I shouldn't say broke. Don't worry, guys. He's healthy now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm running about. Join these clubs next year. Yeah, I don't have to worry about, you know, fracturing my ankle. If you were an athlete, if you were a professional athlete. I would be 80. Your whole career career is gone. They would, the fans would hate you from the bottom of their Listen, listen, I am the equivalent of 80, And ballet for Barcelona, whenever he gets injured. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I'm telling you, I'm the equivalent of 80, bro. Like, just constantly injured. But yeah, so that, that that was basically the majority of my EC experience in second year. You know, not much because yeah. of my broken ankle. First year, we couldn't do much. Yeah, first year, I, I, I chose not to do much. I, I should have done something because... We couldn't really. I, like, a lot of clubs did not... A lot of clubs are online and mm-hmm. yeah, the events of the clubs and what they were doing online was not really enjoyable to be a part of. But like if we at least got into the club got used to the people, the members, did something for God's sake. It would be easier to, you know, stay in the club second year, have a bigger role maybe, maybe get an executive role and actually get started with your actual proper ECs second year. But instead I had to start, you know, from from bottom up second year. And even then I did I did these two clubs. And I applied to be a soft. Unfortunately, didn't make it past my interview stage. All right, not gonna lie, I thought I did pretty well in the interview. 
Same. I thought I mean, it was just curious. Just it's just kind of low, kind of intimidating on video sometimes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this year I'm going to be an international student peer guide, so that's what I'm up to. And hoping to be a part of a couple of more things. I don't want to do things for the sake of just doing it. Like I'm talking about ECs that are oh, getting executive positions and all of that stuff. That's not for the sake of just having that on your resume, just for the people listening. Don't be that guy. Don't do not be that person. It is extremely frustrating to be a part of a club and you see someone with some VP role, some director role, some president role, and them doing absolutely jack shit, having zero ideas not attending meetings, not progressing the club at all, just the club just existing, doing bullshit cahoots or just shitty low effort events, you know, low time commitment. When exam time comes, the club pretty much dead because of those people do not be that. Please only take part in clubs that you're actually interested in, like mm-hmm. honestly, truly interested in. That's one of the reasons I didn't join or didn't get really in depth into any club in second year because I expected it to be like high school where let's say when you join a club, what you do is you help in hosting the events and then people that are not in the club attend the events, right? So I thought I'd be doing the legwork, I'd be doing stuff, I'd be getting involved and eventually I can go into higher positions as I get used to the club. Instead, it's more like when you join the club, you're the guest. Like when the executives create an event you just go there to attend oh yeah dude you don't even have like with the majority of the club you just go there to attend you don't really like do anything in terms of setting things up creating the events brainstorming ideas so i got really turned off by that a lot of the clubs only had like one or two events here and there throughout the year and i'm like what the hell is going on this is not what i i wanted to do i wanted to be more involved in this I should have attended more events and tried to get more involved, but that's a past. I'm going to do better now moving forward. One thing that was like so weird to me was that you had to pay to be in a club. Like, yeah, because you're the guest, you're the guest. I was like, why do I got to pay? Like, um, yeah. if there's a gaming club, you're not going to be part of, you know, actually deciding, mm-hmm. Oh, here's the games we're going to play. Here's the schedule we're going to have. Oh, here's how we, here's the room that we're going to rent and how we're going to separate things out. You're not even part of the process at all. There's no input. You don't even help in setting anything up. You just go there to play the actual games like a guest. Oh, you know, on the topic, that's, yeah. that's what you do. On the topic of like ECs and doing what you like, um, in second year, I was on Facebook and I randomly had an opportunity where like cooking classes with kids. I'm like, okay, cooking's fun. Kids are cute. So I applied. I literally, the application was due at 11.55. I spent maybe like six minutes on it. And then next day I got an email saying I got in. Um, It's called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. And basically you have to go to this like kitchen and like cooking place. And every week you meet up with a kid. You're assigned to one child and you cook with that kid. And the main purpose is like these kids have disabilities. So every week you're like, it's Big Spoon and you're like guiding and with cooking little meals. And there were, like, also really super fun recipes. And I really enjoyed that. The only thing was that, like, you had to, like, arrange your own ride and bar. But I love the club, and I hope to, like, continue that throughout my undergrad. 
And, I applied uh, to the club as well because I, I worked at a soup kitchen in high school. Had a great time doing that. So I wanted something cooking related. And I really loved, you know, the aspect of teaching it to kids because that was my number one part time as a kid. I, like, I wasn't enrolled in a lot of like extracurricular programs. So cooking was one of the fun things I did at home that I could do with the stuff I had without buying a lot of things and spending a lot of money. And it was really fun for me. And I really wanted to be part of this organization because of that. But uh, yeah, second flat out projection after the softening. Everything that applies for that that I also apply for, I get rejected every single time. That's not true. So, so, so what, what does that mean about big school? Little school then? She's in. I'm not. Well, that was last year. This year, he tried again. This, let's see. This year, let's, let's, see. let's see if the trend continues. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Liz, any, any final thoughts about your second year? How it went? Let's talk about living situations. Oh, yeah. Housing. Oh, um, so I live with three people. Um, it's a group of five girls. And I live with three people from my alumni floor. And one of my friends from high school. So us, we, I brought these five together, um, my high school friend and my res friends. And we found a house through one of my first year roommates, like, connections. And it's a great house. It's an apartment on the north side. And it was great mm-hmm. living with them. But, um, yeah, you try to find people that you know. Like, don't room with, like, complete strangers. These two chose strangers. And it was it was okay. But um, they're actually our neighbor because um, our landlord had another house on the same street. So it's so, good to be like close so in as well. It's so like we got the link for that, yeah. And honestly, our location is amazing because especially in second year, most of your um, classes are going to be on that north side. And so literally, for yeah, yeah for, for, for med science, if you take in like like stats or, um, or, or go one and all, all these classes are on the north side. And so for us, literally like a 10 minute walk from home so even if we missed a bus if you want to take the bus we can just walk 10 minutes to class and we'll be there on time and so we're right in the middle of that but then we're also built in the middle of masonville mall and so that's like another five six minute walk from us as well and so we have such an amazing location which i'm really thankful for yeah, I know yeah. people that like... I don't like, know if um, you mentioned, but we live right next to Liz. Yeah, we're like we're yeah. also her neighbors. Yeah. 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 Never leaving you, Liz. And... <laughs> but, yeah. So, some people literally live so far that like, they have to drive and they bus to campus. I'm really grateful that our location is amazing. And great job, guys. Any any last words, Liz? What, what what's what's a piece of advice that you'd give to um, high school you? Make friends. Oh, high school you going school into uni. Me. Um. Make friends. Don't be scared. In first year, I was so intimidated. Like the first week, I was so intimidated by some because um, it's actually an upper year. Right? Older people actually live with us too. So at the end of the hall, there's these two guys, Eric and Teo. And they were, they looked older and I was so scared of them. And then like I eventually reached out and now we're also super close. So don't be afraid, go to clubs, like school clubs and meet people and you'll make lifelong memories with them. All right. Thank you very much. This is out of pocket. If you are afraid, 
the, I swear the rest of the world is hopeless. <laughs> we are doomed. You are the most outgoing person I know. You'll start a conversation with anyone. You know people everywhere we go. Every lecture hall we go to, you have someone that you can oh, talk dude, to. I remember there was one time Every we were, like, standing in a line. we're standing in a line for food at the UCC, right which is our community center. We were standing there on like subway. And I was just talking to like 10 different people at once. I'm like, yeah, what's going on here, bro? How do you know? Yeah, so if you're scared, then yeah, we're gone. We're doing <laughs> Yeah, but you develop and you learn. Yeah, everyone in first year was like, you're so adaptable because, um, like, oh, I don't know why, but a lot of people on our, we're all Indian. And like, I was so, I, I was so clueless about the culture. And I was so glad that like, teach me all these like, like Bollywood movies and different foods. And yeah, it was really good to like blend, like to learn about everything. Yeah. You guys were really fun. We appreciated the Chinese snacks too. Yeah, I can't forget about the food. <laughs> Algin had shitty Chinese food. Do not ever go there. Yeah. Don't try but, their but that, the ginger that, chicken. That Texas barbecue burger thing that they once had, Sid. That was that was different level yeah. bussin, bro. Yeah. Amazing. And and Elgin's Elgin's uh sausages. Absolutely top tier sausages. So go for those. Um they had decent Indian food. They were uh an Elgin. Or uh, chicken. Amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, and and Elgin like, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure this probably goes for like other reses on Western as well, but um, every like every day would be like a different like cuisine if that makes sense. And every so often we'd come to Indian cuisine, and for all the Indian kids, Indian food wasn't bad at all. It was actually decent. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Super thank fun. you. Thank you very much, Liz. That's been a productive podcast. Quite thank nice you. talking to you. Thank you for having me. First pro- first pilot podcast. Yeah, it was great to have you because your module choice, your you know specific way of learning is different from a lot of medsci kids. So it was good to see that point of view. You know, a non multiple choice loving person <laughs> going yeah, into choice. an actual viable career, unlike most people. So it's been great to have you here. And we will see you later. All right. Bye. Take care.